Hey y'all, it's me back again, DL Cows, and this time I have Tommy Brown with us, um, a mental health guru, uh, amongst other things, so to speak, and we are going to be talking about mental health for mental health awareness and bringing in the next month with some mental health. So here we go. Peace, love, and hair grease. The day is one. Gotta win, win a day, it's a day, a great day to be great. No, I can't sit back and wait. Nah, I gotta win, win a day, it's a day, a great day to be great. No, I can't sit back and wait. Win a day, 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 go win a day. Win a day, 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 go win a day. How's it going? It's going good. How are you? I am wonderful and okay. happy to be here. I'm glad you are here as well. So those of you who don't know, this is um, Tommy Brown. Um, I am D. Kyles. I have a podcast, The Day is One. That's what we're on now. And we are going to get into, into some topics about mental health awareness. It is currently Mental Health Awareness Month, but this episode will air afterwards. And that's just because we want to carry over mental health awareness through all months. So, how are you doing mentally on a scale from 1 to 10? From 1 to 10, I'm actually doing 10. Amazing. <laughs> yes, yes. Same. <laughs> Incredible. Thanks I'm, for asking. No what problem. I'm about a 10. I typically am a 10 um, doing these episodes. I just really like doing this stuff. So, yeah, I'm a 10. I'm usually like a 9. In between a 9 and a 10, that's usually where I am. So, yeah, that's what it is. Um, you want to... Introduce yourself um, in your own way or like tell a little bit about yourself before we get into these questions. Yes. Thank you everyone for viewing. My name is Tommy Brown. I am a um, bunch of things actually. Mm -hmm. uh, background. <laughs> I'm a nurse. I'm a therapeutic recreation uh, individual with a bachelor's from the Southern University, HBCU. Very proud of my uh, historical black colleges. Um, yes. Absolutely. And uh, also, I ventured off into uh, different business ventures, uh, the gym world, and, and then uh, also, here we are talking about uh, behavioral health, because that's, uh, that's pretty much uh, my home. Behavioral health is my home. That was my last nursing job. I was a psych nurse, and, uh, you know, I just kind of wanted to, you know, in, a, in an area where I wanted to take things a little bit further. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that gets us right into... Our first question, why mental health? Well, why mental health? Well, you can kind of look at my outfit, and you can probably see that's a little <laughs> bit crazy. But um, no, just kidding. <laughs> so it, all, it would all start from childhood for me. Um, childhood, you know, <clears throat> mom struggled, uh, drug addiction, um, you, know, you know, kind of a single-parent household. Uh, lived in an area where people try to pitch in to make sure that the, the youth had the ability to be able to succeed. So my uh, great-grandfather, he had a big impact on my life. Um, and then also, too, along with my brothers as well. So I have, uh, I have two older brothers. And so we was raised in poverty. So that's just the best way to describe it. And most of our family members all dealt with mental health. So mm -hmm. whether we had some uncles or aunts that had schizophrenia or, you know, whether they're bipolar, post-traumatic stress, Whatever it may be. And so, um, so growing up with all these different struggles of uh, some nights with no lights, no waters, I mean, you find yourself kind of wrestling with uh, mental health yourself. 
Uh, so mm -hmm. I just wanted to make a difference in all of this. And so um, I chose mental health because mainly my family has been engulfed by it. Yes. Yes. And that's something that I can also relate to because um, I, my father's dad, he actually committed Sorry, suicide and he was struggling um, with PTSD and um, schizophrenia. And I personally want to do some like research in those areas um, as well. But also just growing up, just seeing how mental health wasn't a thing um, in my family growing up, um, getting told, you know, ain't nothing wrong with you or, you know, just different things like that. And, Absolutely. and yes, there's nothing wrong with you, but we still need a little help, right. you know, so that's um you know, one of the big reasons why and just um, different things like with my lifestyle and my journey with my mom and even my journey with my dad, just everything is like growing. And once I kind of took took a step back and noticed that I was doing like other things professionally that I wasn't really, I couldn't really call it home. I was kind of just doing them because it kind of made sense. I have an English degree, so go teach English. Um, I play basketball, coach basketball, you know, do this, but how different teachers and students would come to me always like I started thinking like, man, I should be a counselor. Like, gosh. And then like growing up different friends, family members just coming to me with like different types of things. And I'm actually like legitimately helping. I'm like, man, I can do this. But something in me was also doubting myself, which is also another mental health journey I had to take within myself mm -hmm. to believe that I do have the power to do this. And I was brought here to do um, so. Wow. And it kind of fell in my lap. I was just said one day I just said, you know what, I'm gonna step out on faith and apply to this college. I'm gonna apply to some schools. And then I got in. Wow. <laughs> I got in. Yes. And um that was really, you know, amazing how um I was able to do that and, you know, get in and and just kind of find my craft. And that's where I am now, currently in practicum, learning a lot of uh, new things and yeah, I wouldn't trade it. For the world. Like, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And, yeah. Excellent. Wow. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. Yes, yes. Uh, no problem. And also, fun fact about black people in our relationship with mental health. I did some research. I did a research project. And I ironically chose the 90s. I was born in the 90s, born in 91. Okay. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this part. And that's when I find out that black people, black families our situations and trauma and culture was not considered in mental health until the nineties. And it was just like how ironic that, and I was the only um, black person in my group as well. Wow. So I just, you know, boom, got that information. And I've been like advocating like for that ever since. Cause that's the reason why like our parents and grandparents, like my parents didn't grow up. Anybody that's born in the nineties who has a parent did not grow up with mental health. So that's how far removed we are from mental health. And sometimes we're ignorant to it, thinking that we just have to do stuff old school ways. But that's changing. And that's why we push, you know, mental health because we need it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely important. Mm -hmm. So um, what was your journey like getting to mental health? Because you've done a lot of things, started as a um, nurse. Like, so how was that in transitioning throughout your life, you know, to actually do mental health? Well, just like most people, uh, you have this passion and you, you really don't know which direction to point it in. And so I started off uh, with the nursing piece because I was still just trying to find where do I fit in in the world. 
and um, but I, you know, uh, I, I did fit this in within my my gym world. I was able to change people's bodies, and but at the same time, it's you know you're also focusing on mental health that mm-hmm. way as well because every time you work out, your brain releases endorphins, and that changes mood and and all those things. And so, so just kind of a, a transitioning from you know school to you know grad. I now been you know graduated, and then now you know de- dealing with uh, the behavior health. It was uh, it was all a different transition because it was a nurse from caring for people on one side, and then it goes to I'm still caring for people, but now more so of an advocate for people. So if someone now doesn't know how to read, or if someone doesn't have the abilities to be able to, you know, fill out job applications or you know fill out housing applications, things like that, it's like now I have to you know, turn the caring into a whole, you know, into a different direction. So, um, so the transition has been, um, it's actually, it's absolutely been strategic, but not all the way by plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. And that's just, you know, everything happens for a reason. Um, just last night, um, I was at a dinner for my cousin who's going to, um, he's going to UT. He's graduating from, so- well, graduated from SOC and he's playing football um, out there. And we were just talking about how, just go out there and don't worry about making mistakes. Like even when you think you have a plan or you're doing certain things, when you finally get to like a destination where you can kind of like, like, wow, I did this. You'll look back and see like, wow, this was not a traditional step to hear, but you can't skip any steps. So they're all steps that's needed. Like there's not a, a certain way that you have to do something. So yeah, whatever your journey is, is a part of the steps that you need to get to exactly where you are today. Wow. Mm-hmm. You sound so poetic. <laughs> I'm actually a poet, so All that's right. good. I love, it. I love it. Okay, so what is one of the most important things that you've learned from mental health? Wow, that that's a great question. Um, so being that I deal with behavioral health daily, one of the most important things that I can take away from behavioral health is that um, no one's circumstance is least. That's probably the best mm-hmm. way to put that. Um, you know, we all seem to feel that we have experienced, you know, everything in existence. And and when you experience it, you know, it's you're stronger from it. And if you see someone else experiencing it actually uh, like currently, then you might act, you might blow it off. You might say, OK, you can tough it out and you can figure this thing out type of deal. Um, so. That would probably be the most important piece of uh, behavioral health is just knowing that every uh, case, every scenario is its own scenario and uh, it's not to be weighed or compared in any type of way. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. I agree with that. No one's entitled to certain experiences. Your experiences, you know, it is what it is. And I like that you said not to be compared. I've been um, talking about that on my page. Well, not talking about it, but posting quotes about not comparing yourself because like once you compare yourself to other things other people I feel like that's when you lose it should be just you versus you because in my opinion as long as you're comparing yourself to someone how do you actually like win in that comparison you know just you know how my mind kind of thinks about things no absolutely okay so what is a hardship that you had to deal with um having your own practice like what do, uh, what is that like? Like having your own private practice and doing what you're doing, and like what's you know some hardships that you deal with. How do you maneuver around those things? Well, 
um, hardships. Well, one of the things in uh, in business, having your own practice, you have um, you know everyone that you have on your team. You know you always want to have the exact same team, but throughout life, different variables happen, mm-hmm. and so sometimes people move to different states. Sometimes people, you know, they take whatever breaks that they take, and so. Uh, one of my biggest hardships, I love people, so when I connect with people, it's like I never want to lose them. Mm-hmm. So um, I would probably consider it as that, uh, even though that doesn't occur as much, you know, but still, still, when it does, it's, you know, something yeah. that's uh, impacted for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love my people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and what, um, what made you, like get like your own I know you kind of already um said it but like what's or really what's a piece of advice you can give for someone that's starting their own like what all like in a small scope like really quick what all will someone be dealing with in doing their own thing and okay yeah creating their own space I love the um the uh, song by uh, Jay-Z, I have Mm -hmm. 99 problems and nobody's one Mm -hmm. Uh, but basically whenever um Whenever you start your business or whatever um, whatever venture you embark upon, whatever amount of problems you solve, you basically paid based off the amount of problems you solve. So if you solve you know fifty thousand dollar problems, then you basically that's the salary that you make. If you solve million dollar problems, then you basically okay. You know. And okay. so <clears throat> now to um, so part of uh, the you know the question going back to the question that you ask. Um, it's mainly, you know, if you're if you're embarking on business, just know that things always happen. You know, it's just like, you know, day to day life. You know, sometimes it rains, sometimes it's sunny, and uh, and it's something that you need to just be aware of. And then once these sunny or rainy days occur, you know, you, you take them all the same. You know, mm-hmm. you, you don't allow any of those days to basically get you off course. You don't allow them to cause you not to smile. Um, and, um, you know, now part of how I ventured off this journey, it, I, on the inside of me, I knew I needed to, like, touch more people. I needed to mm-hmm. motivate more people. And, you know, and at first, like I mentioned, I thought it was my gym that I opened in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, but, you know, I, you know, people were driving from, you know, four to five, an hour and a half just to come work out with me, you know. Mm-hmm. And so all of those things were very flattering you know it's like that's incredible uh but i still knew that wasn't enough i needed more i needed more and so so that's what led me to open up the own practice because Mm -hmm. i felt that if i can actually clone tommy browns that i would be able to uh be able to touch more people and so you know as quirky and as as witty as my wonderful personality may be i try to put all (laughs) that into the people that i work with Mm -hmm. so that when we're out helping individuals they're able to bring that presence, they're able to bring that happiness, that love, that caring, and then the smile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, most definitely. I, um, I get what you mean by like wanting to reach more people. That's exactly how I felt in the classroom. I'm like, I'm reaching a small box of people and then being in this system, the system cares about the numbers that the kids produce. They don't care about the kids. Right. And it doesn't matter how great you are as a teacher. It's just my perspective, my view. doesn't matter how great you are as a teacher, educator. You can be the one that goes a thousand miles for each person. But when it comes to the state, it comes to those test scores, it comes to this stuff, 
nothing none of those a thousand steps matter what matters is the numbers that they're producing and i was like that is something that i cannot be a part of and i'm also only helping a small few you know in a way and i was at um dallas can academies um teaching kids who like basically get kicked out of school or the um, bigger schools are too overwhelming or whatever. They have behavioral issues and such. And people always think that, oh, it's the, um, was it the kids? The kids run you out? No, the kids weren't the problem. We're having fun every day. We <laughs> laughing, you know, when, it's, when it's, they're doing too much, I get on them, but we're having fun. They're doing the work or whatever, and I'm teaching them. But there's some things missing, and they're really going through some real things in their, you know, mind. So I can only help them for this hour on this day. And now I feel like I can help much more people in this field um, with mental health and make life, things about life that we can't change, make it easier. That's why, you know, I, my thing is win the day. The day is won because as long as there's something to make these impossible things easier, then we're winning the day because there's not a lot that we can do right now about public schools and the testing or whatever. It takes time. So some things we just can't change, Absolutely. but we have to change our mind you know, frame and our mindset about it. So absolutely, that's why. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. Yep, yep. So what are a few things about mental health that you can share with the audience that can help their mental space? <clears throat> oh, man, this one, this one is a hard one. I promise you that was a hard question. Uh, <laughs> uh, actually, no. So one, one of the things that we uh, implement here at uh, Grace Outreach, uh, we implement the five go-tos. So... I think every person that exists should have this as an intervention for themselves. And so the five go-tos is like elementary, basically. It's like simply creating five uh, interventions that you can actually immediately utilize if you become upset, anxious, um, you know, whichever way you're dealing with anxiety, you know, whether you might be, uh, you know, whatever it may be, depressed. Um, And so... And the five go-tos, you can simply, uh, you can use exercise. Of course, we talked about, you know, how your brain release endorphins. Uh, someone can actually, you know, write a story. They can actually write a book. They can write poetry. They can draw a picture. Um, they can also watch a movie. Uh, they can uh, take a long walk on a sunny day. Whatever it may be, but you have to create your five go-to list before the scenario occurs mm-hmm. or before the adversity actually affects you. So, um, so this has been proven to be very, very effective. Uh, it's been giving individuals a fighting chance of dealing with the unexpected. And so, um, and if you saw this movie uh, back a long time ago, I think it was uh, Money Talks or something like that, where mm-hmm. Martin, Martin, Martin Lawrence was one of the actual actors in the movie. But uh, he basically um, uh, pushed the point that if you um, um, yeah, so acting-wise, uh, I mean, I'm kind of losing the actual w- w- words of what he actually used. But but nevertheless, everything was more so focused on the fact of just making sure whatever you you think. Oh, um, ah, it'll come back to me later. Never yeah. mind. But, <laughs> it's um, all good. It's all so, good. yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, that's, um, that's good. I think a very good um, go-to is 90 seconds of breathing, um, 90 seconds of breath work helps the negative the negative thoughts in your mind and the negativity calm down um within your head so after the 90 th- 
seconds <laughs> after the 90 seconds you can um come back and be of more clear mind to solve whatever problem it is um i recommend this for um, anybody who is going to like make a speech in front of people any athletes who have anxiety like any type of person even before you do a session with someone like even before they even get there take your own 90 seconds so you won't psych yourself out during the session for whatever they you know may bring to you but yeah i think uh 90 seconds of breath work is one of my favorite yeah absolutely. uh one of my favorite go-to's yeah. slash interventions that is so awesome yeah we've seen people actually get the opportunities to talk themselves down you know mm -hmm. not necessarily talking to themselves but having their go-to's you know, they've been able to uh, just simply utilize their list and, you know, it just ease whatever the scenario. So I absolutely love yeah, it. It works. And great question. <laughs> Thank you. So um, speaking of, what are some things that you have in place to keep your mental health um, in check? Oh, man. So my go-tos. Okay. So uh, one of my first go-tos is actual music. Uh, I absolutely love to dance. So uh, any person that knows me if, or if they've seen me before or something like that, uh, they know I'll bust a move uh, at any moment. Um, I used to, like, really have a conscience of, you know, what's around me and who's watching and things like that. Uh, but at this age, you know, I don't really, that doesn't bother me at all. Mm -hmm. It's not something that, you know, I tend to focus on. And so whenever I feel the mood, I just, I just do it. And uh, once again, we go back to that endorphin release and, mm -hmm. you know, all this euphoric feel, you know, that, that you can stimulate you know, from the body. So, um, so that's actually, that's one of, that's one of my, uh, that's one of my go-tos. And then another one of my go-tos is actually, uh, so this, uh, it's a game called Zombies. And so I like to kill stuff on there. And then I like to, no, I'm just kidding. All right. So, um, <laughs> is that Call of Duty you're talking about? <laughs> well, actually that, that, that's, that's in there somewhere, right? Okay. It's like, well, that's when you kind of like lost it too much and you don't want to say anything to anybody and yeah. you just kind of just go get this game and you just say, Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, disregard that part. <laughs> All right, so um, then one of my other go-tos is actually reading. So whenever I feel like overwhelmed or if I feel that I have a tornado of thoughts occurring, uh, I start reading because it allows me to focus my thoughts. You know, we touch bases on on uh, most of the we touch bases on most of the uh, uh, you know the senses to learn that is, and so um, so that's one of my methods as well, and so. Yeah, literally. And uh, then one of my third uh, actual methods is uh, actual exercise. So I might have had two exercise, dance, exercise, interchangeable, whatever. But nevertheless, just simply uh, having the plan. You mm -hmm. know? So thank you for asking yeah, that. No problem. So which, um, like when you're actually like practicing um, like case management or something with an um, individual, what is your favorite intervention to like, I guess, to intervene with them on? Like... Okay. Is it one of, you know, the five uh, go-tos or is it like a theory-based type of thing that you go in with? Like, what's your favorite intervention? So, I would have to say the most common, commonly used possible intervention would probably be uh, something pertaining to breathing. Mm -hmm. And um, I can't stress uh, deep breaths, you know, synchronized uh, breathing or different uh, breathing techniques, like the, uh, even sometimes uh, Lamont's technique of breathing, you know, even though it's not reference to pregnancy or anything. Um, but breathing cannot actually be stressed enough. Breathing is very, very important. Um, our body does take deep breaths by itself. However, 
we do need more deep breaths or can use uh, more deep breaths. And so it's something that can never be stressed enough because it's something that always works, especially if you can kind of focus the thoughts down on the actual breath. So uh, one mm-hmm. of my favorite um, interventions to work with the client will be uh, deep breathing. Okay. That's cool. That's good to know. Um, I love um, implementing uh, deep breathing as well. Um, I think my favorite like theory um, is strength-based and narrative therapies. It's just something about um, giving not giving people the strength, but like shining a light on their strengths. Cause a lot of time people forget that they actually can um, do something and that they're physically capable of accomplishing these different goals and things like that. So that's a real big reason why um, strength base is one of my go-to like th- approaches and with narrative based also with like sharing, reflecting with the clients and sharing with them, um, what their narrative seems to be based on the information that they've told me and then also them writing their own narratives and new narratives of what they want to be. So that's um, those are my favorite um, go-tos. When I learned about those theories, I was just like, wow, this is really, really cool. Like, like it just shined. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is me. This is kind of where I can see myself, my strengths, even, yeah. you know, being motivational in a way. Like there's always something motivational that I usually do in like, um, practice with clients. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Oh, also too, one of my other favorite would be the uh, stressing the fact about neuroscience. You know, mm-hmm. um, and how your your brain has more incentive to move towards whatever you say. Uh, that that would be one of my favorites. And then also stressing the fact about the uh, physiological part of uh, how the brain works. You know, because our brain really fun- functions off electricity. And, uh, and it moves so, so fast, you know, even when you lift your fingers or when you, you know, when you flick your hands or whatever you may be, that's your brain, everything, electricity moving really, really, really fast. And so that makes all of us a source of energy. We all are a source of energy and that if we harness that energy in whatever direction, you can create whatever. Um, And so then it also takes you back to uh, the matrix. It takes you back to, (laughs) you know, do you want the green pill or the red one? Because um, you have the ability to now create your reality. You you really do. And so, um, yeah, that would be my favorites. (laughs) Yeah. Is that one of your top movies? One of your favorite movies? Well, yeah. Like trilogies? Well, now it's a... Now there's four of them, but... yeah. Whatever. <laughs> well, it was it was one of those movies that kind of make you think outside the box. Yes, I and, love movies like and that. Since we're on the topic of uh, behavioral health, it's like thinking outside the box. Mm-hmm. You know, that could be someone's reality, and it's not for none of us to actually, you know, actually manage that. So. Yeah, I actually watched a good movie last night, um, Terminator Genesis. That was a pretty good movie. That's a um, yeah. You have to watch that if you can. If you have Amazon. Um, prime like yeah. the prime video yeah yeah you should watch that it's okay. like and i grew up watching terminator movies but this one was like full circle because it's like when the terminator he's so old and like all this different stuff or whatever like they brought back the old characters the one that does the silver thing and he like basically turns into whatever he wants to so you don't know if it's actually the person or not but anyways a really good movie and it's kind of based on how we um depend on these this technologies and stuff and yeah so it's kind of like what Siri is, if Siri were to 
all of a sudden become a robot and yeah. control everything. Like that might be yeah. scary. Yeah, you know, Elon <laughs> Musk is working on those actual human-like uh, robots too. Yeah, so it's I, not too far fetched. All yeah. those movies aren't too far fetched. The same know. gentleman who said to halt AI experiment, uh, AI experience. I mean, uh, experiments right now. So and a few others. So that that is pretty uh, pretty yeah. interesting there. <laughs> So um, when it comes to balance, how do you balance being a dad, a businessman in your personal life? Oh, man. Ah, so when it comes to being all of these hats mm-hmm. that I must wear, <laughs> it's, uh, it is quite, it's, it's quite the excitement. It's quite the excitement. And there's nothing I love most than being a father. You know, I have uh, two amazing uh, children, and they're like everything, um, you know, they're, you know, Anything, everything I can ask for, and so, uh, so I absolutely love being there for them uh, every way, every way I can. And so we have our relationship there. And then when it comes to managing the business, uh, my children are like extremely, uh, like extremely intelligent. And so a lot of yeah, times they seem they pretty me. intelligent. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and a lot of times they can actually jump in and help me with some of the stuff that I'm actually working on. So and then that just kind of helps us to get more part time or you know, anything, whatever we're about to do for that day. And so, um, but it is a challenge and it's a challenge that actually comes simply with scheduling, you know, um, you know, and then also too, when I say simply with scheduling, uh, for all the parents out there, you know, that when you schedule something and you have kids, you know, you might, might have a 90, 95% success, but there will be instances to where you might not just, you know, Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. schedule might just won't fall how it needs to. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's pretty much what I do. I have to like schedule things out. I have to, a lot of times on Sunday, I try to prepare my, my meals for the week. Um, you know, try to make sure I have everything that I'm actually, you know, will dine. And, um, and then also to, uh, you know, I'll schedule out those same events with my children or the vacation things as well. And so, um, but you know, it's all, it's all this extreme fun because, uh, the way I like to live life is just like mm-hmm. excitement after excitement. And uh, it's, it's, so it's almost like never a dull moment until my eyes close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard that. I heard that. Yeah, I don't have any kids. I don't plan on having any kids. But um, my nieces and nephews, they keep me young and on my toes, especially um, my sister's son. Oh, my gosh. We have so, uh, so much in common. Our bond is um, very, very strong. Um, I had to intervene one day, um, I think about two weeks ago, maybe I had to go up to his school and had to get on him about, um, behavior and stuff. He's just like, just, just doing too much. Like, like, come on, come on, man, you know better. Come on. So, but yeah, um, I help out a lot, uh, with him and yeah, he's about to start football. Um, and yeah, flag football. So I'll be taking him to practices and stuff and going wow. to his games and everything like that. So yeah, I'm um I'm not a mom. I'm a uh, a mom tea. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So I um I help out as much as I can when it comes to uh, my nephew and really any of the others who need help, but he's just the one who um needs more help, yeah. you know, um and everything. So I'm finding that um my responsibilities as I get older um are they're getting like they're getting higher. I have more responsibilities, but I also am accepting how I'm needed in this world. Um, and it's kind of a thing that I've been going through like this week, not necessarily going through, like I'm not 
going through anything, so to speak, but like that I'm realizing just these different things in the past, literally a week, like how I've had to intervene for family, um, advice, give, be the mediator. I mean, like day after day after day after day, different family members. And typically I would get drained from doing so, but I don't know. I just pray to, to be able to, um, to handle anything that comes to me and then keep all things away from me that shouldn't be there or that is going to drain me. And I was just sitting thinking like, man, how come I'm not like so irritated by all this chaos? Like, and, um, my partner, my girlfriend, she actually, she was like, she was like, no, you prayed for this. She was like, I've seen the growth. Like typically like this would have like stretched you out. Like you probably would have started doing bad habits and, um, things like that. Cause I stopped, um, smoking marijuana for a while now. She said, typically you probably would have started back smoking or something because all of this stress, um, but it's not stressing you because you really prayed for this and you worked on it. I'm just like, wow. I'm just like sitting like, this is pretty amazing. Cause when I tell you like day after day after day, like wow. mom's side, dad's side, like siblings, like I'm just like, yo, I am out here just just being delight. Like <laughs> <laughs> I am really out here living my purpose and I'm not stressed or tripping about it. Like, so I've gotten to the point where I can just accept um accept my purpose. I'm no longer doubting myself. I'm not second guessing myself. I'm not thinking that I can't do something. I'm not asking for something that I'm not ready for. So like, I really see that I've done, like God has shown me that I've done the work. I've put in the work for everything that I prayed for. So that's why I'm just so good. I'm literally so good. And I come from a place of being sad, like go back to my childhood eight years ago. Like I call it the sad gene because my family battles with bipolar, depression, all this other stuff. And even when I was little, my mom would tell me like, uh-uh, we're not being sad today. We're not sad. Everything is good. We're doing this, this, this. You're going to be okay. Boom. So a lot of times, like, she wouldn't let me be sad if there was nothing to be sad about. Nice. Like, just, you know, like, hey, come on, snap out of it. So it's like coming from there to being here, it's like I would have never imagined that I'd be this happy person. Like, every day wow. I'm, like, at a 9, 10. Like, I would have never imagined. That's <laughs> Like, nothing really kind of gets me off of my, you know... I don't know. It's just pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I totally get it. Yeah. Mental health is a great, great yeah. thing. So, yeah. It's almost like developing <laughs> your, your chi. You know, it's like yeah. uh, when I was growing up, this, uh, it was this movie, um, uh, Leroy, and uh, when he got his glow, basically. Buster mm -hmm. Rhymes, that's kind of how he got his, like, premiere in movies and stuff, whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, it's like he was, you know, Leroy, you know, was a protege, basically, and he had to fight one of his toughest fights, and it wasn't until... Um, he was like in his worst position, you know, to where he felt his glow. He started glowing, and then he beat Buster Rhymes' butt because Buster Rhymes was mm -hmm. uh, considered himself the master in the movie. So. Oh, okay, okay. But that no, I totally get what you just described. It's yeah. just like you just have your chi, you have that yeah. that uh, that shalom, balance is everything. You know, that wholeness yeah. about yourself, and that's beautiful to have. Yeah, yeah. So, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Well, uh, next five years, I see myself over in the Cayman Islands, like kicked up with some, you know, palm trees all around and all that. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So, no, so the next Sounds five like years. Sounds like a good vacation, though. <laughs> right. Uh, so, next five years, uh, I see myself, um, I see myself basically cloning more of me's and mm -hmm. uh, just simply having uh, 
Tommy Brown's running around everywhere. And no, I'm not talking about having more children. More kids. But um, <laughs> in reference to my business, you know, we're pretty much the uh, Uber of uh, psychiatry. So, um, you know, I plan to have like even more and more individuals going out, spreading that same type of love, that same type of same same type of energy. Um, you know, in, in in even more states than where we are now. And so, so the next five years, that's that's what my that's where I see myself. And so. Uh, with that being the case, then, of course, like I explained that scenario of, you know, however much you produce based off, you know, uh, you know, the problems you solve, you know, salary thing from early in the conversation, <clears throat> you know, then that'll kind of be the forefront of, you know, the next five years, mm-hmm. simply uh, piecing all those puzzles and yeah. making sure that every uh, I is dot and then every T is crossed. Yes. So. Yes, and the lowercase J's. And the lowercase <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we're trying to solve million-dollar problems over here. <laughs> multi, multi. Multi, yes, yes for absolutely. Sure. absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, the next five years, I want to, um, I would like to, like, have my own private practice. Okay. Um, I would like this podcast to be just I mean, booming, you know, I'm going to take this thing as far as it can go. Um, and just really out here being a light, like just glowing, 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 continuing it on. Um, and being an extension of all that I've learned and yeah, just out here really just living my dreams. And eventually I also want to be a, a creative writing and a professor for counseling as well. So, yeah, that's where I want to be in the next five years. I probably I may or may not be that doctor, but I'll be working towards getting that as well. So I can start, you know, teaching at universities and stuff. I could probably teach at universities now, but one step at a time. Yeah. Yeah. One step at a time. Got it. Got it. Yep. Yep. So if you were a song, what song would you be? Oh, Okay, you probably should have let me uh, have all these questions before we started, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) If I uh, song, I would be, uh, well, some people kind of look at the artist in a particular way, and uh, I don't I mean, I try not, you know, get out of that sweet of things, but it's this one particular song that has, you know, been an inspiration my entire life, and I think it's actually inspired a lot of people within this nation, and uh, it's I Believe I Can Fly. And, oh, um, mm-hmm. you know, that, that song, you know, yeah. it, it seems like, uh, the artist touched <clears throat> in a, in a bunch of, uh, different places. Yeah. You know, he said, I, he, he feel, I used to think that I could not go mm-hmm. and I'm not a singer, but I just really love that, you know, yeah. that part when, cause you know, I think we all get to those moments where we feel like we, we can't go on and, uh, and then, but you know, but he said, if I can see it and mm-hmm. then he said and then he said, if I can actually just uh, believe it, then I can do it, you know. And then he said, I believe I can fly. So you yep. ask me what yep. song yep. I can be uh, or I would like if I was a song, it would be that particular song. Yeah. Because to me, that song is all about limitless. Yeah. Limitless. That's a, that's a very, very good one. That's a very, very good one. Because um, if, um, what does it say? Um, so shall a man think. Oh, so yeah. shall he be Absolutely. or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, say what we want about the artist who sings that song. But um, regardless of the mistakes people make, talent is talent. And the, the I still truly believe he is and was anointed 
because of when it comes to songs like that, like it takes like that song gives you chills if you just sit there and listen to it, regardless of where he is now, what he's done and so on and so on. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so yeah, regardless of people's mistake, we don't throw stones, you know. I just don't believe in that yeah. either. So yeah, I won't bash anyone really. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah, people need help. And also, speaking of mental health, we gotta give a lot of grace. This is a grace outreach. Yes. You know, so <laughs> hey, you just have to, you know, try to help people as much as you can and fix your perspective to give people grace. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah. Yep, yep. So, are you um, watching any sports or anything right now, or well, do you typically watch sports? I used to. I used okay, to. Okay. Um, back when I played college football, but you know, that's been quite some time. Even though some people still think I'm a you know college athlete and stuff, or NFL <laughs> athlete right now, you know. But um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, not really. Some I've been approached with that, but nevertheless. Uh, I kind of like to keep up with the playoffs right now. Okay. Um, you know, it's like when you get down to, you know, this phase of it, it's only the best of the best mm -hmm. elite that's left. And so uh, so right now, we, you know, I'm keeping up, you know, I'm seeing who's uh, winning the, the basketball game. I had the opportunity. Um, one of my good friends and client, uh, Elon, down in uh, down in Florida. So I was down hanging out with him. He treated me to a wonderful uh, Miami's Heat's playoff game. So that was oh, my yeah, first. yeah. Uh, playoff game which was a couple of weeks ago and uh, it was it was a blast and so it's like you know from what going to the game in person opposed to you know how my normal game watch habits are uh, I feel like it it's increased a little yeah, bit yeah it's know. yeah it's completely <laughs> the, different at the game right? yeah. yeah it's fun <laughs> it's really fun yeah. but yeah um the Celtics they won again last night I'm a Celtics fan Ooh. so by the time y'all hear this um Hopefully the Celtics will be in the finals, but I thought the Celtics were going to get swept. I really did. Uh, they were down 3-0, and then they won the last two. They have another one, I think, Sunday. So we'll see how that goes. By the time we hear this, Celtics may or may not be in the finals with Denver. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so also, what is your favorite quote? Do you have a favorite quote? Uh, my favorite quote would be one by Henry Van. And it says that some people succeed because they're destined. Others succeed because they're determined. And um, so that, that quote resonates to me mainly because of uh, it kind of like sums my life up in a nutshell. Or, or actually it sums everyone's life up in a nutshell. You know, yeah, some people are destined like they, they have the, the path drawn out for them. Mm -hmm. They have like the inheritance. They have the, you know, you're going into the family business or you mm -hmm. have the you know, they have that whole entire path lined up for them. But then the other part of that quote says, then you have some that are determined, okay? Those are those individuals like myself that did not have that yellow brick road to skip down all happy, jolly-like. Mm -hmm. And um, But at the same time, you can have whatever you prefer, whatever you desire, and whatever you actually can even think about if you just be determined enough. And yep. so yep, yep. Uh, that's my favorite quote. We create our own um, realities, for sure. And um, this isn't my favorite quote, but this is the quote of the day. If you are ever wondering why you are at a certain part of your life, ask. You will soon start to get signs that show and complement your purpose. Those who are aware are oftentimes who are ready. So basically what I'm saying is, if you're wondering, you know, where you are, you know, ask your higher power. And you will get signs. And the thing is about getting the signs, though, you have to be aware. If you are not aware, you are not ready. If you are aware, then you are ready to see 
what it is you're supposed to be doing and what your purpose is in life and live through it. Absolutely. So, yeah. That's nice. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, that's my quote. And Mm -hmm. that's really it for our segment. Um, (laughs) Do you have anything else you want to add? Well, um, I just want to say thanks for uh, having me on. Thanks for, you know, uh, wanting to interview me. I don't see myself to be this uh, Mm -hmm. super interesting person. I'm just like everyone else trying to. Uh, you know, we're all here just making sure we go day to day and, you know, and leave our marks how we leave them in life. And so definitely appreciate the opportunity and uh, asking about, you know, my path, my quest and why the reasons I chose what I do. And uh, then also too, one other thing I wanted to share was about your book that uh, you said about the light. Um, mm. And uh, and that's one of the things I love about your book that you wrote, your children's book. And uh, you need, and I would like for you to tell everyone how to access that. By the way, yes. <laughs> so, uh, well, you can put it somewhere in the link, or you can say it. Oh yeah, now. I'll put but, the link in the um, uh, right, description. Cool. Well, one of my favorite parts about this book, and we also uh, did a story time at um, Grace Irish did a story time just uh, last week at Hope Madrono. Uh, elementary and they had opportunity to be graced with your book and some of the kids even pointed this part out and I'll you know get right to it it's a part in the book where this young lady um, you know she felt uh, down and another young lady come to her and say hey you know you want to share my light and so uh, in the book the illustration had the two lights actually combining and I thought that was you know like touching like wands and to me that was just simply like yeah you know unity you know, mm-hmm. that was like a, a inspirational part of a unity. And, uh, and as we presented this during story time at the school, that was what a couple of the, you know, the young four and five year olds pulled out. You know, there was like about sharing a light, how important it is to share. And I just thought that that was like uh, quite beautiful. But also I, I see that to be you, you know, you <laughs> love, you love to you. share, you. you love to, you know, put your talents out there, things like that. And you, you've been like. Uh, due diligently trying to make a difference, you know, and own your quest, and, and that's what something I appreciate. So, thank um, you, thank yeah. you. So, I know you asked me if I had something to say, and I gave you a book, but <laughs> you shouldn't ask. You give me the mic, I might take it over. And, uh, <laughs> no, so, you got <laughs> it. <laughs> so here we are. But uh, in closing, I just want to say, uh, mental health is real, and uh, it should not be minimized, uh, you know, by any person. If you're experiencing mental health. You can uh, you can reach us. You can actually uh, go email us at uh, info at goblessings.com. Mm-hmm. And I did say info at goblessings.com, like go. You know, like somebody is driving to you, like Grace Outreach Acronyms, G-O, go to you counseling. And uh, mm-hmm. you can email us there. Or you can actually give us a ring at 469-673-5349. Um, you can also catch us on uh, social media at uh, therapist to go therapist underscore go, and um, or you can just place in Grace Outreach and it'll it'll populate. And if you need the help, we definitely want to be uh, accessible to be able to help. Yes, if you, yes. Uh, we have uh, fifteen hundred different insurance companies we're credentialed with. Um, you know, you can't miss us. Uh, so we're here, you know, the Blue Cross, the Aetna's, uh, you know, so whatever it is, we're here for you and uh, we can help you. And uh, for a little bit of no- I mean, pretty much nothing. So, um, you know, if you're dealing with stuff, do something about it. Yeah, we got you. So that's that. Uh, this episode about mental health, checking back in. Are you still a 10? 
Well, I think right now I'm probably 12 or 14. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I always, always, always love when the scale score goes up. That's the purpose of the conversations. <laughs> always feel better after we talk. So, yeah, great. And I broke the skill too. I'm like an 11. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're good. So, that's it. That's all. Peace, love, and hair grease. And win the day. Winning the day. Yeah, I'm winning the day. I'm winning the day. I'm winning the day. Yeah, I'm winning the day. 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 I'm winning the day.